Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. We like that all in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. And here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcasts subscriptions and best of all it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard (laughs) has really helped uh boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started How Long Gone Tiny Desk Concert is here. Unfortunately, Jason and I are not decked out in our best gallery department fits. Uh, the Fendi collaboration uh, is stuck. You can blame DHL for that. We still look pretty cool, though. Yeah, sometimes the DHL tracking is not exactly what it says on my MacBook. It's kind of fucked up, but I'm losing trust with DHL. Yeah, that sucks, doesn't it, bro? Because I'm going out of town in a couple days. It's <laughs> tough. Uh, it, it really be tough, though. Um how you feeling over there? Jason is fresh off some rehab at the at the undefeated gym in Silver Lake, California. He posted a video of his knee being electrically shocked and his his very weak and frail quad um getting a lot of a lot of screen time for for a quad that thin. I maybe would have backed off the screen time, but we're not all the same. Well, actually, shout out to my new physical therapist, Bill. Bill was letting me know that during some of my isolated movements that my quad was indeed looking, in fact, beast mode, Chris. So, Oh, that's good. Okay. Well, maybe you just don't know your own angles, which is a, another problem, but we can discuss <laughs> that later. But if Bill if Bill says your quads are on swole, then by golly, they're on swole. Bro, leak. Is what he said to quote. Yeah, him. I mean, I think he ha- I think he has and, to say you know, that. I trust. I, I trust you a lot, but I trust him as well. <laughs> you just met this man. You trust him more than me. Not not more. Just not, it's just different. You don't. You would. You wouldn't. Okay. Understand. Yeah. 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 No, I understand. Well, I, but more importantly, I, I'm more concerned with your healing because I need you to be able to laterally move on the court. So give us a give us a report. Not a long one, but just a, a little report would be great. Yeah, basically, he said that after after a thorough assessment of my brolic knee, he told me that uh, he said that it is confirmed a a light meniscus tear, but it's not some it's not something that uh, hopefully um, needs surgery. Uh, luckily, he, he said it's something that can be yeah. you know pr- 
pretty much you know repaired where the pain level is is brought down to zero with with the proper movements and exercises and i have a whole bunch of new new moves to do he looked you up and down he he checked he did the full examination of the patient he said sir you are it is looking like you are bitch made and <laughs> we we are going to be able to repair that and get you back to get you back to the zone you need to be in so how many sessions are we looking at? Because you're, you know, you're taking off soon. But he gave you some homework. He gave me some homework. Yeah, there's, there's some bands. He did, he did this thing where it looks like a giant, like blood pressure monitor type thing, where it, it like does the suction. Yeah, uh, removes all the. So basically, that wraps around my my upper thigh and basically kind of like cuts off the blood flow at the artery level for my entire leg, and then from there. I do these like very like um, I guess kind of like isolated exercises and movements, and it's all stuff that luckily I, I can do at home and stuff that I've actually already been doing just from my YouTube googling around. I just don't happen to have this of course LeBron level piece of expensive equipment to to do that, but I can I can kind of get there with my with my Rogue Fitness floss bands. You know, it's better than nothing. Thank God he's on the road. He's on the road to recovery. But I mean, I, I'm I'm glad to hear that. But we need to talk about um, penises and Nirvana. I blame Dave Grohl for this. None of this would happen if he w- didn't turn into a dork over the years, aging like a fine Las Yadas wine into into the the bitch ass dork that he is now. I think that's. I think you might be right. But this guy is suing for. He's suing. Th- th- so the Nirvana baby is suing for sexual exploitation, which I feel like. No one has sexually exploited this. Like I feel like the I feel like that him. Yeah, we don't know that. There's there's certain Reddit subreddits where you can get a little action. on Well, it. look, I'm, I mean, if you don't, you know, if you don't jerk off while listening to Unplugged, you know, you're different than me. <laughs> but I, I think I think that the what I'm saying is I think it's like he's he's basically like sexualizing a baby photo of himself for money is what it feels like. I don't. I think the 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 general population never thought that way until some until he said it himself is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? I like, do. I know exactly outliers. what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And somebody is going to be sexually aroused by any type of graphic image, um, you know, the nude human form or not, mm. you know, some type of furry situation. Some people get, of course, you know, aroused by, you know, a nice looking vintage BMW stick shift gearbox. You know, the the list goes on. Mm-hmm. But so, so are you saying or are you hypothesizing that this is simply a money grab and he's just like well i was really famous my whole entire childhood nobody knew who i was you know i'm this legendary person and everyone's making money except people, for me people knew who he was bro he was was he getting stopped at the rei bro he was fucking shepherd one of shepherd fairies like assistants interns so that's nepotism yeah this guy was obeying giants if you know what i'm saying so i don't <laughs> i don't know but he's only suing he's like suing he's like a minimum of like 100 grand like bro aim high like sue for 20 million and make them settle for three you know like nirvana also like Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like he probably is like a van life guy who loves skateboarding so like three million (laughs) dollars he could actually live on that for the rest of his life you know what i mean like when you camp everywhere it's cheap to live it's cheap to live i think yeah the the initial sprinter van conversion fee is 
nothing to sneeze at. But once you get that, you're just living off of go macros, and you know that's about it, right? Yeah, I mean it's no problem to you're, you're paying like you know camp campsite fees and you of know, course small fees and the you know the fl- RV maintenance exactly the flushing of the toilets is is something that's unfortunately not great, but you can do it yourself, you know, and save a little cash. Yeah, just just like the uh, the Dave Matthews Band tour bus driver, I think he did it himself as well, and he caught a lawsuit. For several hundreds of thousands of dollars, I think is what he had to. Do you did did you see that? Yeah, but Dave's a big shitter. You know what I mean. So I don't know if. I, <laughs> but I, I don't think Dave is the one that gets popped for that. No, Dave, bro. Dave's on the jet. Dave ain't on the bus if he's doing it right. If well, I'm this, Dave yeah, Matthews, yeah, this was a long time ago. For listeners who, at home who don't know the story, there's a there's a I think there's a Wikipedia entry for it. It's like this annals of music history legend where they were driving the big you know tour bus d- through downtown Chicago. Like on the loop with all the boats and bridges and all that stuff. I love when you get in your little Chicago bag. Shout out to Virgil. Shout out to Virgil and, and all those guys over there. Ben, even Ben Edgar, you know, everyone. All the team at Alinea, you guys rule. <laughs> I'll let Ben Edgar catch a little Chicago stray. Grand Rapids is definitely in the motherfucking building as well. But but he, you already know. The, the driver of Dave Matthews' tour bus, for some reason, felt that that moment was the time when he was literally driving the van over a bridge to dump the, uh, the the sewage system of their tour van, which then proceeded to pour, I got whatever you know, dozens of or hundreds of gallons of human waste onto <laughs> the heads of boat users below who are having a little Sunday Sunday brunch stroll. So sick, and they ended up tr- popping them and suing them, and he had to pay. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, I think. Oh, bro, that guy doesn't. That guy doesn't. He was on meth anyway, bro. All these bus <laughs> drivers are. He doesn't care. He was hopped up he on, was on some black black beauties. He was hopped up on methamphetamine, deep dish pizza, and a and a <laughs> latte from the intelligentsia over there in in uh, in Chicago. They have a they have a teaching center. Yeah, but that's every person in Chicago, so it's no excuse. That's a good point. Everybody in, in on those city limits has hopped up on deep dish <laughs> methamphetamines. Nothing goes together quite like a nice bag of ice and some and some uh, deep dish cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold the pepperoni. Um, no, no, we're not doing Prince Street style on this side. But I did. <laughs> speaking of food news, I was I was uh, with mm-hmm. my friends at the illustrious Masked Books earlier, and we were talking about East Village gossip. And I, I know you probably heard that that Superiority Burger took over Odessa, the famous diner. But I, mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. know they're not, they're not changing the interior at all. That's the way it should be. I agree. I, I agree. I'm just so happy. I love Superiority Burger. I love that that space is not being turned into a you know a new Taco Bell concept by Lil Nas X. It's gonna stay. <laughs> it's gonna stay a a beautiful neighborhood institution, and and you can sit down and enjoy your burnt broccoli salad like a normal human instead of having to eat it on a curb or walk at home. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, I'm very, I'm just pleased with that development. I didn't, I knew about the 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 lease takeover, but I did not realize that they were gonna keep the interior mm-hmm. uh, original, which I just think is a is a nice smart move. This is big for the food community. Very happy to hear that, but yeah, it's it's another fucking scorcher in New York. Oh damn! Today, Jason's it's hot as hell. How are you keeping cool in the Big Apple? I mean, unfortunately, it's uh, you know I ran to fr- uh, friend of the show Ricky Saez earlier. He was wearing some beautiful uh, summer weight pants with a nice you know heeled boot and a white t shirt, and I was wearing um, you know shorts, a t shirt, and Birkenstocks. Mm-hmm. And I said, King, how do you do it? And he looked at me dead in the eye and he said. To be honest with you, I'm pretty uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that, 
<laughs> and that that sums it up to me. I'm I'm just you know you can't. There's not much you can do if you're if you're trying to get a fit off. Godspeed, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it Ivy Sport as I always do till I'm six feet under, Jason. Yeah, at a, at a certain point, it's you know the heat level hits hits a point where you're unable to maintain your effortlessly chic and cool persona. Exactly. You know, with your with your with your Cuban heel, at a certain point, it's diminishing returns, and it doesn't matter how amazing mm-hmm. the the fit is if you have a, the gas face going on, and you know you're you're dripping sweat, just like the the person who wet themselves on uh, on the penultimate milk crate. He looked cool, calm, and collected, but I think he had just started his journey. Give him ten minutes, and that motherfucker's gonna need a towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard out here, but luckily I'm staying cool with an Abrazo iced coffee. Um, you know, I, I'm just. I heard that that place only has um, regular milk. Is that true? They don't do any alternatives, just half and half only. I, I actually um, today I'm instituting a ban on milk talk. Uh, on this podcast we've it's been it has reached the pinnacle and we are no longer talking about milk i would even i would even say i don't want to talk about cows okay so this is milk this is milk free this is a milk free zone okay no i mean i'm i'm cool with that i'm, I'm cool with we're that. post milk on how long gone mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of the cadence of our release schedule we were talking about this on yesterday's episode of like why do you guys release so many podcasts and blah 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 and that's that's one beauty of it is if if this milk discourse arrived and we were only a weekly podcast, oh, what's you know, the point? By the time by the time we get to it, it's already going to be it's already going to be old news. So we're able to hit it not hours, but but seconds or minutes after it seconds, has happened, seconds. and then we, we we report on it with our pinpoint accuracy and then we move on to the next news of the day a small a small nude child we wait a week we wait a week and and you know we're talking about milk instead of nirvana dick or chrissy Teigen does something controversial i mean we can't Mm -hmm. we we can't put this behind a paywall we have to move really fast jason it's kind of like it's a sprint not to use graphic designer talk yeah uh but um (laughs) we do have a guest today jason a a legend in the game like peewee kirkland that's right friend of the show eric wareheim known him for for a while now we we bonded earlier in our lives over height tall tall bro energy um you know we both come from from similar backgrounds you know growing up in the in the hardcore straight edgy kind of vibe scene obviously he's known for all of his comedic tv shows and movies tim and eric we had tim heidecker on a few months ago and now he has his own wine company he was on master of none with friend of the show aziz ansari Famously in a small Fiat Italian vehicle and that he couldn't get out of a small <laughs> alleyway. And I want to talk to him about that as I, uh, I'm i just days away from my trip to Roma. Oh, good point. We're and gonna get- he, more importantly, he has a brand new cookbook out and we were, we're going to get into that as well. Let's go, baby. I can't wait to hear his guide to Italy for TJ. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a little out of your price range, but it's still good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me show you my Amalfi. Uh, for yeah, there's, yeah. I have two criteria needed. A lot of headroom, high ceilings, and all the restaurants have to have a one dollar sign uh, next to them on the trip advisor. Please, <laughs> I'll do crazy. two for a special occasion. But if we're not going to dip into the threes and fours, smart, smart. Well, I'll, I'll make sure to brief him on that before he gets into it. Let's give him a, a buzz. Mm-hmm. All right, Jason, I want to talk to you about uh, David Smith. Uh, he's got a new show opening at Hauser and Worth in New York at the 22nd Street location. 
Uh, if you're not familiar with David, uh, he is one of the most influential, innovative artists of the 20th century, mostly known for sculpture. But this guy was doing his best work in the last five years of his life, which is uh, <laughs> kind of what I'm hoping for myself. <laughs> and just to be clear, his best work was done back in the 60s. It's important to note when, when he did pass away. It is away. important to know, but the sculptures are very interesting. They're cool. Show closes April 13th. No one thing. David Smith, late sculptures at Hauser & Wirth 22nd Street Gallery. Seven of the artist's most important sculptures from the very final years. These are very important sculptures from his final years. And as much as you want to touch them, they are look but do not. Mm -hmm. Don't make us look bad uh, is, kind of, is kind of what we're saying. Don't go in there and start knocking stuff over. <laughs> uh, David Smith uh, is now open at Hauser & Wirth in New York at the 22nd Street location. And it closes on April 13th. Got it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Jason, hair thinning impacts a lot of us. Uh, in fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. Yeah. It's not only common. Jason, it's normal. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time to join the over 1 million people who are doing something about it thanks to Nutrafol. Hair thinning is complicated, uh, and the problem is it's actually much bigger than your hair alone. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health, mm. um, which if that's the case, Jason, then you're in top physical condition. Uh, <laughs> internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly Thicker, you know I like them thick, stronger hair. It's all connected, your body. It's all connected. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N U T. R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code how long that's Nutrafol dot com promo code how long this episode of how long gone is brought to you by booking dot com that is booking dot yeah booking dot com offers so many possibilities across the US uh, from relaxing beach resorts which you know I, I love and I'm a big fan of love to bake in the sun to remote mountain cabins we can go up there and work on your kind of acoustic album. Mm. The multitude of choices across the beautiful United States of America on Booking.com allow you to book whoever you want to be. I, Jason, you know me. I, I'm a different version of myself depending on where I'm traveling and who I'm with. You know, I mean, it's always baseline. Oh, wow. It's baseline, Chris. Diva alert. It's baseline, Chris, but when I'm in Australia, it's different. But in the U.S., if I go to Florida, if I go to Georgia, if I go to California, if I go to Wyoming, you know, I, I'm going to switch up my swag a little bit. Oof, I can only imagine. I, I just recently used Booking.com to take a little uh, post-V-Day trip up into wine country, hmm. and I can't wait to see who I will be when I am there. So book whoever you want to be on Booking.com. Booking dot yeah. You got the beats working, thank God. Eric, what's up? Are you are you ready to go? You need, no, you need a minute? It's just I can't believe I have I have all this technology at home, yet it still takes me five minutes to connect my goddamn earbuds to like my computer. It's tough. No, we're it's the same way. Once I think once your once your AirPods are like 
used used to only being for the phone and then when you switch it over to the, to the computer and you got spotify open or something like that or yeah. it just gets so screwy but we're here now that's interesting that you guys are you guys are poor because i have one <laughs> i have one set of oh. AirPods for my computer and one set for my phone to prevent this exact instance from from having something to think about but yeah he has the airpod first generation though which is kind of like uh, you know it kind of evens out in the wash chris i see what you mean i see what you mean my ears are perfectly shaped and yours are a little funny so you have to get the ones with more suction but that's that's enough that's for another podcast (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you guys are just you you guys are recording the audio and then at a later date you will upload it is that the, the way you guys do it or is it live right now? No, we're we're recording it all, and then I will edit the episode all together meticulously over hours and hours, and then it will be uploaded Great. in just uh, just a, a maybe a day or two. I say a lot of insensitive stuff that we might have to. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just welcome to the club, brother. Welcome kidding. to the club. If if you let anything spray that ended up being. You know, a little questionable. Just let me know. Uh, you know, send over a spreadsheet, and I'll make sure to remove it all. It doesn't. It doesn't even have to be because it was offensive or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, oh, I wasn't supposed to divulge like, yeah, that, yeah. you know, cool. something about a TV show that's not out yet or something. Do you know how many times this guy has saved my life, Eric? It's unbelievable. I would be, <laughs> I, I would, I would be, I would be off to a to an island if it wasn't for Jason's uh, quick, quick edit. Of, uh, quick of course, editing. Eric. There is a small processing fee, you know, but that. <laughs> That's not anything I can do about. Yeah, I need to buy like a bulk, like 10 edits for 100 bucks, 15 <laughs> edits for 150 Yeah. Oh, so you've been on the, you've been to my website. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got a package deal. It, you end up actually saving a little bit of money if you do the 12 pack. Why are we wasting all this gold on this chit chat? We should be recording this. We we are. This is the podcast. It's oh. already happening. <laughs> don't you, don't you worry. Don't you worry. So where, where are you, uh, where are you zooming in from, Eric? I'm in Los Angeles right now at my home. Okay, so you're at the crib. You were you were just traveling recently, or is that is that a TBT? Yeah, I'm a little upset that you're not in Europe. <laughs> I, I think of you as a guy that's like in Europe. You know what I mean? Like like a lot. I put that energy out there. Well, part of it, most of it's true. I mean, as soon as like Italy and Spain opened up, we got a ticket because they were super cheap. That's not that fun of a story, but, um, you know, <laughs> being there without a lot of the grandma tourists was unbelievable. That's all I wanted to do is like walk at walk through Rome at night, Barcelona at night without like a million iPads. And it was real. Like <laughs> it really happened. Okay. So when you said the grandmas, you mean like the tourists with the iPads, you're not talking about the nonas that teach you how to make a nice pasta. No, no, no. I respect okay. the Italian nonas. I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> like if my parents, you know, my parents were in yeah, Rome yeah, for yeah. the first time. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's disgusting. Um, those cities like Venice is just, it's fucked. But you know, I'm a I'm a tour, I'm a tourist too. I just use a, a phone instead of an iPad. Smart. That's a great. Yeah, that's a great yeah. decision. It doesn't it doesn't give you away the fanny pack and the the sunburn is is not enough yeah. to give you away. <laughs> so Eric, I'm actually going to Rome in in like three days, or I'm going I'm going to New York this weekend, and we're just going to post up, and then I think on like right like the last day of August, we're we're heading over to Rome. It's actually my first time. Oh really? And you know. I need some I need some tall man tips on okay. how to navigate the city. I know our friend of the show David Cho, 
he he had a little bit of a snafu on a on an Italian scooter ride. He got a little road rash. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, I can't I I can't be doing that. My body is more of a temple than his. So like yeah. you know what? Obviously, you know you know the fiat stick shift could be an issue for me. You know, walk me through what I need to know. Here's I mean, this is so, I'm just so happy to talk to you about this because there's not that many tall men that I can relate to. And there's a lot of issues. I mean, obviously, the plane seat is a big. <laughs> let's start at the nightmare. beginning. Let's start. At, let's start <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, the plane I mean, seat. It's going to be rough. Yeah. Luckily for me, as a as a notorious traveling EDM artist, I have been crammed into a an economy plane seat for a scant 14 hour journey to sydney yeah <laughs> you know many times so i'm i'm already used to that pain and i kind of like it in a perverted way so that that part's chill okay, cool. they call him b- bulkhead bulkhead tj is what they call him when he, <laughs> when, he when he gets on the plane so he's oh he's, he's used to this like a can of tinned fish i'm right at home <laughs> yeah. just right by the bathroom it's very convenient i i mean i we could do a whole podcast just in my stories of my economy flights when when women would smash their seats into my knees because they were so <laughs> frustrated that they couldn't recline like i'm sure that happened to you too it's all it takes is one lick on the back of the ear and they they, yeah. they we <laughs> return to the upright position take it from me well i did this i couldn't believe it was happening and so i started doing this moan i go ow and this is like, <laughs> like pre-9-11 so like pre-9-11 <laughs> you could be pretty crazy I was like, ah, back in the good old days and you could moan on the plane and nobody, yeah. nobody thought you're subtly telling us that you haven't flown coach since pre nine 11, which I, I appreciate yeah. I mean, that, you, that. That's not lost on me. That's not lost on me. It's criminal how small those seats were, but yeah, I moaned really loud. And then the flight attendant came and she just was like, what are you doing to this man? And she, and the, <laughs> the woman started complaining, I need to recline my seat. And, and this, the flight was like, he can't move anywhere. He literally can't even fit. And, you know, and like I won and people, people applauded me. It was like a, one of the Damn. greatest moments for a tall guy. Cause we don't get that many, we don't get that many cheers. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I always, I always say that being tall is, is uh, is one handicapped, uh, one handicap that nobody has sympathy for. Yeah. And in fact, they're jealous of it. Yeah. So Rome, I mean, ma- major things in August. You know, you're a very athletic guy, but for me, it's like, it's so freaking hot there, man. You gotta like organize your stuff. You gotta have those like small socks and sneakers. You gotta have those shorts. (laughs) I know you're not afraid to wear shorts. I'm a, I'm a short shorts guy Uh (laughs) because it's so disgusting. Literally walking around the block is disgusting. So Eric, is there a chance that, that, that our fearless leader could suffer from some chafing if he's not prepared. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It I had I had to go back to the hotel multiple times in one day just to change my panties and like just refresh because it's it's, it's a I like walking around, but, <laughs> but I like walking around. <laughs> I like walking as much as the next guy. Yeah. Okay, that's a good tip because because over here in Cali, I'm used to the heat. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it, in fact. But it's more of a dry heat. And so you're saying that Rome, oh, yeah. not so much of a dry heat. It's more no. balmy and and swamp like. It's disgusting. I mean, I grew up in Philly. It was pretty humid. Not like I mean, Rome is very humid. It's literally like a swampland. But that shit hits you hard if you're not ready for it. <laughs> and then there's you know, it's just like I did a scooter thing as well. The first time I went to Rome, I was like, I gotta get a scooter. Sure. And it's I so don't recommend that it's really terrible <laughs> I, I ride motorcycles but there and scooters okay. and, and their flow is so 
psycho mm-hmm. to, to drive around. And I had my girlfriend. I was trying to be romantic. So I'm super sweaty and super nervous, <laughs> you know, like, and then I would just, the cool thing about scooters is you can kind of park right in the town square or like a piazza. And mm-hmm. then, then I realized mm-hmm. every time I did that, you get like a $300 ticket because you, you can't, <laughs> and you know, they, they just have those cameras. So you come home and you're like, Oh, that was, wasn't that experience wonderful. And like, no, 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 you have 3000 in, in, in bills. So that's like an important back there oh and then you adjust the euros to the cash of oh, u.s yeah. dollars and you know we're going up another 700 damn bro yeah. i want you to be clear with jason though piazza and pizza are two different things i just want jason two to make sure things. he's yeah okay okay i just want to make yeah. sure that's clear for him i have a i have a dual lingo ready to go chris I already knew that okay Come on. all right yeah. sorry 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 yeah i apologize it's all good the other thing i I found very important is as soon as i land in rome i go to an electronic shop and i buy a fan and I live, and my it's, my um, my w- wife is so embarrassed because I carry the. I, then I went from from Rome, I went to Tuscany and like some other places, and then to an island in Spain. And I bring this fucking fan because the air conditioning in Europe is so shitty. <laughs> you know what I mean? That they you you, ha- you, ha- you have it on max, but I have this whole technique where I go near the vent, I put up my fan, get the extension cord, and oh. blast that cold air. Like that's the only way I can survive. Okay, so this is like when you live when you when you live in Beechwood, yeah. um, and and you the Wi Fi is a little tough, so you got to get a booster <laughs> signal booster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like and that for AC. That's the same concept. I know not everyone is like as sweaty as me, but I'm I'm just a hot blooded guy. You are you are painting a little bit of a narrative. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, many of our listeners are sweaty, so you're you're right at home, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll send you guys. I'll send you a picture of me on a ferry with the fan, just so you can see how uh, <laughs> how, be- how big it is and how an- annoying I look. <laughs> so you bring you bring the f- the fan on the ferry. Oh, dude, I bring that fan, and it doesn't fit in my. It bag. doesn't leave your side. It doesn't. No, leave your side. I was asking so about important. the packing. Like, how do you how do you include? Does no. it does it fit in the Prada messenger bag or the Ramoa? Like, what? no. I almost, I almost want to have a little, um, a little, uh, latched, little, like, something I throw over my shoulder, a little strap for it, like a camera. Oh, <laughs> a little strappy yeah. pelican case. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. That's a good yeah. idea. That's a good idea. We could get somebody yeah. to do that for you. Yeah. Okay. So first things first, before I even get my first espresso, I hit the, I hit the radio shack. Yeah. And get the, uh, and get the Bluetooth fan. Get the, get the Bluetooth fan and then, <laughs> You know, another crazy thing, everything comes down to sweat with me. It's really disgusting. But, <laughs> you know, when you, when you're going to find your, your pasta place in the piazza <laughs> and you're going to have dinner and it's going to be 110 degrees and your only options for food are the most heaviest, cheesiest meat <laughs> pasta. You know what I mean? Like there's no, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no, there's no summer salad in, in Italy. Mm. It's like you're literally ordering cacio pepe or carbonara and you're like, sweating and you're drinking wine and just prepare yourself for your body just to go through but once you get there once you're disgusting and your girl's fine with you yeah being like that then you can enjoy it and you're like oh this is awesome it's like miami like everyone's sweaty she's, okay. u- she's used to this yeah, yeah. yeah right, right. okay this. so that it, it kind of reminds me like you like you just said miami or when you go to palm springs or something like that when the when the heat and the humidity is so excruciating to the point where it really affects everybody, no matter how yes. you know how healthy you are as a person. Yeah, it, I always think it becomes like a great equalizer that brings everyone together. Like if we're all like 
dying and suffering from this excruciating heat, then yeah. everyone is a little bit nicer to each other. Truly. Everyone, the, the, the sense of community is like we're all in this together. Like we're all kind of fucked. And like I, I kind of like that part. Yeah, it's great. I, the, 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 the greatest moment of happiness and peace is when I, when I was eating a beautiful dinner with my wife in Italy. And I saw that she was like, I'm sweating. And I was like, yes, we're all equal, you know, like, and then I was like, now we can have a cute walk. You know, do you know Katie Parla? You know, she, she was hanging out with Cho over in Rome. Yeah, actually, her and I have been DMing a little bit. He put right. us in touch. She's, yeah. like the, she's like the fixer over there. Yeah, she's just knows. I would definitely, definitely try some stuff off that list, you know, just like stumble into a wine bar. But, but also, it's your first time in Rome. You got to hit. Like, the number one thing is this place, Raccioli. That does, it's like a deli that does pastas. That it's just really perfect Roman food. Okay. Can I ask you a question, Eric? Yes. At a certain at a certain point, when do you hit max Italian food? You're enjoying yourself. You're <laughs> drunk. You're having a great time. But after day fifteen of of the cheese and pasta, maybe some bread. Are you craving a burrito? Do you, do you want yeah. a, a sweet a sweet green? Like where's your head at? Yeah. <laughs> How long can you run this race? I think you you hit it the nail on the head. It's it's fourteen days. Like because there's enough <laughs> pot, different pastas. You know, some you just get a fish. You got to do the bistecca florentina, the big steak, and then all, all literally all you crave is spice. Especially if you're from like Los Angeles or something. Like all you want is Thai light Thai food. You want a taco mm-hmm. and you want a salad, like because there aren't. This, you can you could like trick restaurants into giving you a salad, which I've often done because you just need it. Tomatoes and lettuce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, their version of a salad is just literally tomatoes and cheese, like mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. This like, is a salad, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> they they give you a, a ziploc bag full of of great basil yeah. but, you know, <laughs> after a while. So, so you're walking around and you're like, I, I would suck the devil's dick right now for some night market song. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there's another place called my two wrecks would be Raccioli and this place Marigold and Marigold is like an, it's, it's like an, a cool LA restaurant. It's like, you can get a panzanella salad, which is like breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. onions. That's perfect. That's a t- TJ favorite, actually. Okay. Per- yeah. Okay. So I got marigold right here. Yeah. Marigold's very looking good. important because you go there for lunch after a crazy night of just like meaty pastas, pork pasta, and then you go and have a – it's actually – it's like weirdly fresh, but also it's one of the best pasta makers in Rome, and he's kind of doing like a very elevated but healthy – That that I think is – it wasn't open when we were there, and we were super sad. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they 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 take a they take a month off from from August to September is what it looks like. Yeah. What is your? But I need to understand. Like, I, I'm sure you're pacing yourself, or maybe you're not. But what is your? Yeah. Alcohol intake during the daylight hours. Daylight hours. I'm, I just went to my, my new doctor, and you know I'm <laughs> getting older, and I just want I want to be healthy. Or and she was like, "So what's your drinking like?" And I was like, honestly, do you want to know? She's like, yeah. And I told her, I drink mostly wine, like maybe a cocktail or a Campari spritz if I'm in Italy. But she was so shocked by the amount of glasses. (laughs) Like she literally did a gasp, like, and had her mouth open for a long time. I was like, but no, no, I was like, no, 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 it's natural wine. I'm a winemaker. She was like, it's my job, motherfucker. You are you're out of control she's like i don't care how orange this shit is motherfucker it's still still alcohol alcohol. but you know there are it it is important like uh, italian wines if you drink a red wine 
it can be up to 16% alcohol, but a light natural wine is can be as low as 11%. So over time, over time that, that actually does add up. I know that from all of my high, high altitude IPAs. Yeah. So yes. I'm, I'm familiar so with I that. I try with those not to do a lot of day drinking a, because it's so fucking hot. Um, yeah. and, and Smart. B like, your 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 meals are so long like you know your dinners are like 3 hours in Europe or Italy mm-hmm. in particular so i just try to hydrate during the day and then get my spritz on and then do many bottles of wine at night and i you know it day drinking for me personally it like kind of knocks me out i feel like i'm blurry the rest of the day so i personally i try to like i'm not the best day drinker same I'm like, yeah same for me but i also kind of like that in a weird yeah, way yeah on vacation it's fun to just be like kind of in a dream state but when you're a professional pasta eater like me you have to just be responsible <laughs> sure 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 okay are you are you willing to tell us what you told your doctor on your on your wine intake or is that i mean of, it's it's just out of just, curiosity it's so extreme but you know just to give you an example like i have but also you i mean you literally own a wine company yeah. so like it truly you know it truly yeah. is part of the part of the job yeah i mean part like my greatest thrill during this and part of your love one yeah. of your loves yeah it's like my panda this pandemic was about i get together with some wine guys i have different groups of friends and you know between four four guys we could polish off like 14 bottles of wine like it's, it's Jesus pretty Christ. It's, yeah it's pretty Ooh. i mean maybe that's a little high but no 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 i mean i've i've, I've had i've had situations like that is this well. a guinness yeah. book thing or is this like just how you're trying to live and i'm i'm not even close to some real wine yeah. people you know a lot of people in the business are have issues i mean definitely yeah. alcoholism i would imagine but um, i would imagine it you know my i try to hang with people that are just as passionate as me. And it's really about the experience of, it's not about getting drunk at all. It's really like it just experiencing different kinds of wine and talking about it and all that stuff. So, um, but that's, that's an extreme case. And definitely in quarantine, I was like living that life a little too often, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> got to pace yourself. Hey man, I think, uh, pretty much everybody I know, like either during quarantine, either you just like, went full sober not drinking at all or it's like i could go for a pina colada right now it's 238 yeah absolutely so i'm I'm glad that you're that you're that you're taking care of the body yeah visiting the doctor and getting checked up it's it's all very important as we're getting a little bit older aren't we yeah i need i would need to i feel like you should have a little health blog or something so you're very athletic well look eric I mean, compared just, to chris we're, yeah chris, eric we're just we're just getting to know each other but let me tell you something he pales in comparison <laughs> to what i can do on any athletic surface any game any sport yeah but it's different for me because i'm because i'm tall like chris you're you're tall but you know it's people who are or you know on the upper echelon of height like like eric and i are like it's a lot. Things are a lot different. So, so my blog would be specifically yeah. for that, oh, and not God. just like general interest stuff. I think we have, yeah. but I think the NBA players kind of cover that for me. You know what I mean? I don't need to hear from you when I can hear from an actual professional athlete. <laughs> That's just a thought. But Eric, Eric, how tall? Are, how tall are you? I'm six seven. Okay, okay. So, so you're you're tall, and TJ, you're six nine. So yeah, you guys are working in a in a different atmosphere than me. The air's different up there. It's definitely different. Eric, do you experience? specific aches and pains related to your height 
Yeah, I'm very lucky that I have not had any kind of tall guy issues yet. And I think part of that is because I haven't been working myself hard enough. You know, I just got into like, <laughs> I got, I'm got i into the Peloton life and my knees Let's are a little go, bit baby. like, holy shit. <laughs> but I also play, I got, this is um, exclusive. I got into um, GOLF during the um oh <laughs> eric don't say that eric of course you did no oh my I god tell you, you guys are not golf guys at all what is what is the trump course run at palos verdes for for <laughs> for a full 18 i mean obviously that's where all the deals are made in this business so I, we don't knock you you keep a you keep a script you keep a script next to the big bertha you know it's nothing for you it's, it's, it's nothing it's nothing for you to whip it out it's funny of course. I, I I use Big Bertha's by the way, which is really the name. The, my my golf clubs are so like Republican. They're so like my my wedge is called a Mac Daddy. It's so disgusting. And I I play like the guys I play with are are my friends, and they're very like super liberal. And there's like annoying friends that will send you cnn articles that you've already read all day long like i'm sure you have those people i, I yes it's, it was very hard for me so i i have a <laughs> i have a full american flag outfit i wore for my friend's birthday once <laughs> on the golf course just to kind of embo- like embody everything that he hates and it was so annoying for him to <laughs> it's so distracting for him to see me putt in that big american <laughs> flag <laughs> it was beautiful mental that's mental warfare i like that you're, you're taking it, it. Yeah. one step further than you need to go well what what made you pick up the pick up the irons because we do have a lot of listeners that that complain because we we're more of a tennis forward yeah. podcast as it pertains to sports and i get dms all the time about like you know what up with golf what up with golf and chris and i are not against it in any way we're just you know that's just not yeah. our flavor and i a lot of my friend like my brother plays golf all the time and yeah i just find it to be more of a game than a sport you know what i mean which is not mm-hmm. that's not taking away you know that's not i think the time commitment too you're looking at four hours oh at least at least sometimes way more yeah two cores lights at lunch yeah you know we're we're dipping into the eight hour ranch let me break it down for you guys because i'm not you know first of all i i actually do want to get into tennis i I used to play tennis all the time i love it it's on my to-do list but golf it was definitely a quarantine thing where i was losing my mind at home and i needed some sort of activity and some of my friends who are in my world they're like music managers or cool guys or they're my good friends Mm -hmm. they got into it they invited me out and you are you're outside hanging around driving around in nature seeing deer it was it's like kind of beautiful if you look at it that way even if you drive the golf cart there's tons of walking like you still walk five or six miles yeah for me i wasn't doing that at all so i was i lost like 10 pounds in the last three months oh shit that's good right yeah yeah you know you are drinking beers <laughs> and, and, a hot dog, <laughs> and a hot dog here and there but like for me three days <laughs> a week of like this constant and it's like it's it's a lot of like friend time you know it's 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 really it's like hanging out with your guys for a night it's- the phone the phones are in the pocket yeah you know and we're having a little and and also you know yeah you know people will use golf as a, you know a, a timeless trope of like oh get away from the ball and chain yeah yeah hang out with the fellas type of thing and there is i think that there's also a lot of truth to that where sometimes we need to set up those those boundaries to where we have our 
our time with our males and you know maybe our partners if they are our, females. Our males, yes. to, our males, to spend some time with with people of their own sex. It's I think it's it's not unhealthy to deprive somebody of that. That's yeah. what the sauna is for, Jason. Well, you know, sauna you're you're in and out in a half an hour. That if you're a Joe Rogan level, sometimes you're only doing fifteen <laughs> minutes. It's not enough bro time. I thought this, Eric. I thought this was more of a thing for you to kind of bring out the Hummer golf cart and and get you know make sure it's still running. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know if you're actually even hitting balls. I'm so into all the technology. I want to get a little home set up, like you can do this like golf simulator. I'm really, 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 truly obsessed. I take lessons every week. I'm a nice. fully psychotically obsessed. And my, I told my my good buddy John C. Riley. He saw. I sent him a picture of me golfing, and he called me. He's like, "Listen, dude." I'm it's okay it's okay to golf but never promote this on social media this is such a toxic sport and it's so bad for the it's so bad for the environment he's like just don't post and I was like all right I totally so I haven't I've like kind of left I talk about it here and there but that's for that's for friends friends only that's for, yeah. that's, the, that's for the green the green Instagram stories it is so funny how polarizing it is and how there is a really gross community of people that that do it but it's also like me and my friends yeah. we, we have a we we have a blast it's, it's amazing and also I've you know when you go to the driving range especially the ones where the balls pop out one after another, you spend an hour or even 45 minutes just hitting balls. Like your arms and your shoulders yeah. are, you, f- you feel it. Yeah. So that was my, my whole point when we were talking about like tall guy aches and pains. So there are definitely some like pains associated with golf that I feel like because I am tall, I need to like work my core more to like, you just have to like be more in shape to be a good golfer. And I'm not, so I'm, it's like by, by playing golf, it wants me to get on the Peloton more. And just do an overall like upgrade. So I don't know. When Tiger hit the weight room, his handicap improved, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it prevents injuries. Yeah, if you hit the weight room and you're on oxys, you're gonna see some gains. And, and I think we learned that. <laughs> we, we learned we learned that from Tiger. Well, who's your uh, Eric? Who's yeah. your favorite Peloton instructor? I have this this one woman. I think her, oh, I can't believe I can't remember her name right now. I think it's Angela. She's just really badass and she plays a lot of techno, which I love to work out to. It's like, mm. yeah, she's like, I listened to like what, when I didn't have a bike, I would just work out to like Chemical Brothers or something, just the same songs over mm. and over again. Interesting. Just because it gets me pumped. Yeah, I just, I love it. Like super jacked on 11, kind of. Also, the Peloton thing is like, I realized that someone just telling you what to do, like, and it just takes my, like, she just takes over me mentally. And I like that. I'm like, I need that to be able to work out. I can't really do it on my own. I need someone to be yelling at me nonstop. Mm-hmm. It's good. Like so many of us. <laughs> Obviously, you know, we know you from all of your, all of your exploits and, and content creations over the years. But the newest thing on the docket is your cookbook. When when is that coming out? Cookbook drops September 21st. We got the we got the low resolution PDF hitting the email yeah. box <laughs> inbox today. So, I was at physical therapy so I haven't had a chance to browse through it, but um, you know, I obviously have read a lot of cookbooks in my day. Yeah. What what do you think separates your book from from other cookbooks? Other than your unique tone and voice. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's just everything you want to cook done the right way. I like I focused 
I like really tested a lot of these recipes hundreds of times and also like professional testers test all these recipes, but it's, it's like, it's a book that I wish I had 10 years ago when I started cooking or 15 years ago, where I wanted to know what's the best way to make a pizza dough. How do you make a beef bourguignon? Like there's some elevated things and there's some simple things, but it's, it's really across the board. It's, it's everything you want to do to like kind of live my lifestyle. There's tons of, tons of info on wine and, you know, 10 cocktails you need to know how to make. But then there's also like Leche de Tigre. It's pretty much everything I love mm-hmm. done in a simple way. But it's also, also, I feel like the book is kind of an art piece. It's, it's It looks really good and it's pretty funny. And it's even if you don't cook, it's, it's something that I, I just, I work my ass off on making it cool. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of, a lot of, you know, quote unquote celebrity cookbooks, you know, or like cookbooks by people who aren't, professional chefs in restaurants for 20 years or whatever yeah you know you kind of feel like ah, oh, you know it's just a bunch of recipes that somebody else wrote exactly and, you know they hired a copywriter to write all the stuff and yeah i feel like for you you're so a part of like the food world and you respect it so much that you would really maybe almost put too much thought into, yeah. into this cookbook or it's really important to you yeah uh, yeah exactly and it's a similar kind of experience when i started my wine label las Harris a couple years ago it's it is like the battle is oh it's a celebrity wine this guy's a comedian what does he know and so it's it was amazing challenge to like blow people's minds with that and same with the cookbook i i take it so so you know like you came over for pizzas one night like yeah i take it really seriously it's it's also very fun but it's it's like even in comedy we take comedy so seriously when we um when Tim and I make stuff or I make stuff with a Z, so we like go way beyond to, to make it over the top good because why not? I mean, life is short. You got to like make good shit because you and anyone can sniff out, you know, the garbage. So it's, I, I'm excited to see what people think of this. Yeah, that's actually a concept that I, I find kind of fascinating or I've noticed before of like the these types of creative arts could be considered the the art form of maybe like a more lazy person, you know, like yeah. comedy or cooking, you know, like uh, you know, like a, a a drug addict, line cook, or just a degenerate yeah. stand up comedian or whatever. But then every part of their life could be maybe falling apart or not taken with enough seriousness or reverence. And then this one thing that they do, cooking or comedy or whatever it is, they put you know 200 percent into it or whatever like yeah i don't like what do you think the psychology behind that might be definitely with comedy i think a lot of people are like super duper talented at like telling jokes and then the rest of their life is shit and you can live like that <laughs> it's not it's not healthy but and and mm-hmm. you know and it, it's it's also like musicians like some musicians can play and they're fucking great but can they screen print a t-shirt probably not you know so mm-hmm. it's, I, I i've come from more <laughs> Growing up in the punk and hardcore scene, I just grew, grew up having a small, I think a small amount of talent, but like a lot of kind of enthusiasm and like motivation mm-hmm. to like make it and make it good. I think that's like part of where I fall in the line of, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to do a book, mm-hmm. it's just going to be so over the top. You know, the recipes are going to be great, but you know, I, I feel like there's two different kinds of talent out there. And the people I associate myself with, like Tim Heidecker and Zee Sari and my, my winemaker partner, Joel Burt, like these guys are the same breed. They're like, I mean, they're, they're way more talented than me, than me, but they have this other thing. this like motivation and this like psychoticness to get it done in the most pure way. You know, that is like the thing that attracts me to all those people. 
And, you know, like if you're going to put out a wine, let's make it the best wine. And if it doesn't get there, we don't put it out. Like that's really mm-hmm. where we're at with um, like our production levels. With the wine, like how many, what are we offering? Like how many, you know, like what's on sale and what's in the pipeline and like, what's the, what's the process yeah. from, from, from grape to bottle, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're it's, it's cool. I mean, it's been like the coolest, I mean, from my, all my, I, like you thinking that I live in Italy and uh, Europe, which I love. But a lot of it is like, it is that passion of like being out there, being in the vineyards. I was working with my partner on Monday, right outside of Yosemite. We have a vineyard called Love Ranch. That's like this very unique property that makes really cool Rhone right? I love that ne- Netflix show. That sounds really great. Love Ranch. It's on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll make sure to check that out. Prostitutes and wine. There. Um, 12 Cowboys Enter, <laughs> One Leaves. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like we have Las Harris makes a lot of amazing kind of fine wines or Pinot Noir Chardonnays, things that you should age and drink with your lover and talk about life and contemplate the universe. And then we have some fun wines that are more like <laughs> your summer rosés and risottos. And then we just started a new label called Waves Wines with Jen Stark, who's an amazing artist friend. And it's it that's our like canned wines and more like we're going to the beach, we're going to the pool, but there's still the best natural wines you can get. Like we don't compromise the quality. So that's kind of our, like where we're at. And there's, there's tons of wine available, like in your wine shops and on our website right now. And in the book too, you know, I tell you what wines you pair with fried chicken and all that kind of stuff. Important stuff. (laughs) Very, very (laughs) information. I cannot get from anyone else is the, um, is the or have you found the distribution part? I mean, how how I, I know you're probably not that involved in that, but yeah. is that side of it interest you at all, or is it like I want to make the wine? You guys figure out how to sell this shit. Yeah, it's. I mean, it. To be honest, it's such a nightmare. I'm I'm very a part. Like I, my part of the company. You know, I like design all the labels with all of my artist artist friends. I kind of design what the style of the wine's going to be. Joel makes it. And then the distribution, the distribution part, I kind of started just because I knew most of the cool restaurants in the country and in yeah. the UK and Sydney. Mm-hmm. Like, so I started the kind of like just planting the seed, but then you have to get individual fucking licenses for every state and every country. It's such a nightmare. Jesus. You know what I mean? It's not like you can, it's not like on a federal level, you can have one wine license to sell to Texas and and Florida and Pennsylvania. It's like every state has their own distributor. And then these people are like, sometimes they're amazing, but oftentimes it's just some piece of shit that is going from bar (laughs) to bar with your baby and selling it. And I'm like, what? You know, I I just, I've heard horror stories of like how people present our work and I'm so, I'm so passionate about it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? But you know, I can't go, I can't go to every restaurant, Yeah. but it's just part of the, it's part of the game and it's this old archaic way of doing business. And we just have to kind of, we run with it. And what we focus on is our direct sales. Like if you love our wine, you can become a wine club member and we'll send it to your house. Like that's where we want to be because we own every, like we own your the experience. It's like right from our hands, yeah. which as soon as you get into a restaurant, who, 
fucking knows what they're going to do. Like sometimes they treat it with respect. Other times they're like, we'll pour this by the glass and put some fucking coloring. I don't know. They don't do that, but <laughs> that would, that would be my nightmare. They're, they're going to mix it with matcha and turn it into. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, no, but that part of it, that part of it is really interesting. Cause I, I think we learned that with our coffee a little bit that we made. It's like this distribution shit is a nightmare. This is like a full time oh fucking yeah. job. And like, it just feels like the whole thing is some scammer shit to me a little bit. Yeah. Which I usually like. Yeah. The whole alcohol world and, you know, shelf politics and, and yeah. all that stuff with dis- with distributors and greasing the palms to get the right placement in the right places. How could you not want to switch to just direct to consumer? Yeah. You know, I know. Especially since the subscription model is what everyone is saying. Yeah, you know, as sort of the future of sales. Yeah, I think. Have you? Did you guys get a distributor like a, a like a, a U.S. kind of person to help you? We haven't yet. We've talked about it, but the ins and outs of it seem. I mean, it's not so crazy, but it's like regional, like you're saying. It's like you yeah. can't just hire one guy. It's like you got to have a guy that goes into fucking bodegas in Bushwick, and then another guy. You know, I don't. I don't. It just seems really complicated, but I, I think there is value to having the product out in the world beyond subscription or beyond direct to consumer from just a marketing standpoint. Yeah, it's it's always yeah, it's always nice to just be able to walk into a shop and grab your favorite bottle of wine because yeah. you wanted that night or whatever. But when we we experienced the 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 bulk of our sales from from online orders for sure because there's so many places in you know in all the corners of the world that yeah. don't sell your wine or or wouldn't sell our coffee. Yeah, that's cool. Do, does coffee have like any kind of restrictions like alcohol does or can you just sell it anywhere? Doesn't really have too many not that I know of, no. Yeah. I think you've picked one of the harder, you know what I mean? I think that alcohol is I know, I know. Well, also it's harder because the profit margins and the the you know, the possibility to make mm-hmm. a lot of money with alcohol sales is is there. So, you know, they it's that's a practice that they kind of want to keep guarded because those yeah. those people who have been able to make a fortune off of alcohol sales want to keep it that way. I know you're just angling to have Anheuser Busch, St. Louis, Missouri, come in and scoop this thing up. Oh my God! I mean, <laughs> that would be a nightmare. But you know, someday it would be nice <laughs> to get a bigger par- a bigger partner. You know, I think that would be great, especially for the waves wine. I think we're going to look at that as a little bit more like we need some help trying to get it to, to cool places and um well we have a lot of angel we have a lot of angels listening right now and i'm sure you know investors yeah just i can give you my venmo just send it direct <laughs> <laughs> oh. there's a there's a li- there's a limit but if you just do it every day for a month we'll probably figure it out it's fine if you just yeah <laughs> all right we have a sparkling wine that is like very almost like champagne. It's like it's a really beautiful pet nat. We're shooting a commercial for it this week. I wrote a song called "Spray That Booty" with a, <laughs> with a God damn Emil it. Haney. Uh, yes, friend of the show, friend of the show, Emil Haney. Oh, good. And he um and T Pain did a verse on it, and it's all about like <laughs> spraying champagne on beautiful booties. And we're actually shooting it like a '90s rap video this week, and it's so funny. It's like <laughs> I, I love it. I just want to take the world of like wine and alcohol and kind of shake it up a little bit, and have some fun. Where where is that commercial? Where where are we buying spots during the Bachelor? Like where can we? Yeah, see this? <laughs> this, <laughs> that's a yeah, good question, Chris. You know, I'm I think we're gonna take the angle of like it's not gonna. The song's just going to be this fun thing that we're going to put on Instagram and and maybe YouTube or something, but it's not going to be like a Spotify thing. It's it's just going to be online. 
it's not X-rated, but it's definitely kind of PG-13, just like... It has some adult themes. Yeah. It sounds like you might be tapping into a little bit of the TikTok metaverse. Is, is that safe to say? I mean... We want to make something TikTokable. Mm-hmm. I tried to get in the, the TikTok universe. It's really funny. And I just ended up starting to make fun of TikTok, like in my videos. But yeah. it's something I'm trying to do. It's just my head is not... I haven't figured it out. But... No, I think it's just like we have, it's just fun to play with the format of like no one in the natural wine community is having that much fun. No, they're, they're serious. This to us, wine is about celebration. It's about like sex. It's about fun. It's about, it's about all that stuff. So why not like, why not make it sexy and fun? Yeah. It's going to, you you guys are going to like it. I'm getting thirsty, Eric. What was the process of getting uh, Tallahassee pain on the track? (laughs) <laughs> he was <laughs> he was a huge fan of mine in the adult swim world um okay. when i was making shows there and whenever i would visit adult swim they're like they're centered there t-pain would take us out because he knew i was booty obsessed through all my other <laughs> all of my other music videos like um bubble butt and all that stuff so he would take me to the clubs and be like here's the real shit here's the real atlanta shit and it was like just mind-blowing like he's it's, it was just amazing so Recently, I was on his podcast talking about whatever, and then this was just a fun. Idea. We've always wanted to work together, and we were like, "How do we do it?" And I think this was the easiest way to like send him a beat. He did the the verse is so sick, and um, yeah. So that's we're just friends. So he so he's like, "Let me show you my version of skin contact." Yeah. <laughs> what strip clubs did you go to? Do you remember? We yeah, I mean, uh, at Onyx was like his strip club. There we go. I don't I don't know. I don't know if he invested in it or not, but like, you know, we walked in and, you know, the DJ was like, is like motherfucking T-Pain's in the house and the whole place Mm -hmm. erupts. Like it's a concert. Like we were just walking to like the (laughs) VIP area, but like he kind of owned it. He also had his own chicken wings there that no one else got just like T-Pain. And he like, it was just amazing, (laughs) you know, like really, yeah. Proprietary sauce blend. Yeah. He was just like, but he's so sweet too. He's not like bragging about any of this stuff. He's just like, here's, here's a thousand dollars. Have fun. And Mm -hmm. later, later chicken wings are coming out and you're like, Oh my God. (laughs) And all the dancers loved him. You know, he's just like, and he bring, you know, we were with his wife and, it was like a mixed group. It's like in Atlanta, strip clubs are more of a, it's a more fun kind of like all inclusive thing versus some cities that are a little bit more naughty. But um, yeah, it was just like very <laughs> in- inspiring. Awesome. That's what I like about T-Pain. He's, he's kind of a nerdy guy at heart. Yeah. You know, and he's a, he's a good, sweet person, but he does have an appreciation for, you know, the finer things in life and the larger asses in, in, in yeah. life. <laughs> And there's uh, yeah. and and the fact that he's able to uh, celebrate that in a healthy way, I think, is really really good for the future of mankind. Yes, I I, I, I like the I, really. I like the resurgence of T Pain though. In the last like year, I feel like he's really gotten his. Um, I feel like people mm-hmm. are kind of. I mean, it's partly because of the you know the Netflix stuff, the Ronson show, but I, I think in general, people are kind of like, damn, this guy really was the soundtrack to our lives, like as far as pop radio yeah. goes for like for like a long stretch like a long stretch and the and the tale goes even further if you think about what he actually influenced like beyond his his actual music yeah um so it's not it's nice to see you know i mean i think it's it's uh he yeah. really did do do something you know absolutely what he's done for the gaming community he does ev- so much like i don't even understand how he has so much output you know what i mean he's just like 
I think he loves the gaming thing because he really loves his kids and they're into it. And he's just like an all around, like very talented, very sweet guy. So, well, Eric, let's let's talk food trends. I, that's something that yes. I feel like you're you're aware of. I know that you know. I'm there's. We were talking about milk earlier having a resurgence, <laughs> even though we're not going to talk about that anymore. What do you think? I think that right now figs are kind of having a moment. Figs seem to be yeah. the new backgammon uh, <laughs> in, in terms of Instagrammable activities to do in Mykonos. Have a nice bowl of figs. What do you, what do you what are you seeing out there? Um, in general, or, or on figs? I mean, I love. I have a recipe in my <laughs> in my book of like figs, beets, and um, peaches with like a balsamic drizzle. Oh, forget about sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. Forget about it. <laughs> oh, forget yeah. about it. Stop! Um, Stop! You fucking kidding me right now? I'm um I'm just so happy. Certain trends are gone. Like I'm so glad I don't see broccolini and and oh. and fried <laughs> fried cauliflower on every menu anymore. You know, when like five years ago, it was like you could not have not have like some cauliflower. To, even though I like both of those things. They just felt so trendy, and everyone did it so bad. I'm with you on that. I don't know. I don't know what's cool. I mean, there's like a huge pizza thing happening in LA, which I'm super stoked about. Um, It seems like people are finally taking pizza seriously on a larger scale. Like, there's a lot of great people that are doing good doughs and natural ingredients. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm way into that trend. If If that's a trend, I'm on board the last time i came over to your house we did a pizza party and yeah you guys take you guys take it very seriously over there as well and but you were just making pizzas out of your your standard kitchen oven which i was yeah. surprised how how good of a result you were able to yield Thanks. but you got you got a new oven a new pizza oven at the crib right oh my god yeah yeah the, i mean in the book i have you're a, working with a monster yeah i have a, the recipe that you had i made for the book that is made for your home oven and you literally have to work the dough in a certain way to make it operate in an oven that only gets up to 500 degrees. It's it's like mm-hmm. specific for everybody. Yeah. But I just got this insane, it's called a Gosney dome. And it's this amazing <laughs> Shit. inventor guy that he also did the rock box. It's, you've probably heard of it. It's yeah. like an out, yeah. outdoor yeah. propane oven that, that's really, really high quality. But this new Gosney dome is like, you know, he just works with really beautiful amazing artists to, to make this thing like you just look i just want to go hang out with it that's how beautiful it is it's like this big <laughs> white pizza dome and you literally turn it on with a flick of a you know it's just it's just everything i wanted because you know being outside in the summer especially in the pandemic cooking outside with your friends is so it's so good i'm very i think the whole like propane oven thing is unbelievable it, it takes a little work to make your own dough but once you do it once it's like you're you feel like that's another big part of the book is like the feeling of like, I could do this. Like, Oh my God, I actually did this. I made a pizza. Mm-hmm. And that feeling to me was, is like, it was so much of the game of like, you know, when I see when you cook a lot of stuff on Instagram, it's like, I'm sure you have the same feeling of like, damn, I just nailed this thing that, you know, mm-hmm. that I don't need to go out and wait in lines anymore. It's like, get it. Yeah. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse that, that my partner and I talk about sometimes of like, once you cook at home all the time and you have access to, you know, you go to cookbook, you go to the farmer's market, you go to Epicurious Gourmet, you get all the, you know, yeah. better ingredients than most of these restaurants are getting access to, you know, the best produce arguably on planet earth. Yeah. And you, you know, you learn some techniques and some methods and you're like, fuck, like I 
like why and you start looking at like restaurant prices and you're like Shh, like i know I okay know okay you know? all right well all right and that's <laughs> not meant to be a brag chris okay. but once you once you get some banquettes in there let me know okay once you get a nice <laughs> once you get a nice maitre d at the front door then we can talk okay do you cook chris or no mm. i don't cook at all i don't have i'm at my apartment in new york right now i'm not exaggerating i don't have a pan or a pot are you a gourmand you do enjoy it the occasional nice food mm-hmm. here and there. I enjoy. Oh, I, yeah. I do uh, quite quite often, but I I think I and we've uncovered this in Jason and I's longstanding friendship and this podcast. I'm more of like a restaurant guy than a food guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that sometimes makes Jason upset because you know I just want to go to Mr. Chow and he he's like this is bad. And I'm like, but it's good. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what you mean. It's great. This place is Mr. amazing. Mr. Chow is not. It's not good. It's. I'm sorry. We tried again the other day. I I want it. I love the vibe. But one of the best vibes. But like so many of those restaurants, where Chris and I were talking about it last week. Of like, I more look for a restaurant. Like when it's time to go to a restaurant, I'm more like, do they have nice, comfy boots? Are the servers yes. like cool and nice? And can you know, or do they have a good wine list? Or can they make a good martini? Totally. And at that point, that's all I really care about because I'm I'm there to. Hang out, get a buzz going. Yeah, you know, gossip with my friends, put on a nice outfit. You know, maybe that's more for you guys than me, but you know, something like that. And then I'll just get a burger and fries and be happy. Yeah, and then that's it. Yeah, versus like, let me try this Branzino that's fifty eight dollars that is surely going to let me down. Yeah, I think you guys know too much. I know I can go to Fish King and buy a Branzino for for nine dollars. Grill it in my backyard; it'll it'll taste yeah. so much better. We could talk about New York versus LA all day about this, but I'm I have two questions. Well, first, I want to know where you're going to go, Jason. When you go, when you have your few days, I'm going in a, in a I'm going soon too, and I already have my list done. But I had the worst LA experience last night. I like haven't been going to a lot of restaurants, been quarantining, been cooking. We decided to go out, and this is just an, a, an example of a horrible experience that you know versus new york which sometimes you, you most of the time don't get this went to order a martini and <laughs> this the, the the bartender first she calls me honey bun <laughs> which normally i would i would love i'm not seeing an issue i'm not seeing an issue here yeah no no you'll hear me out like if i'm in the south being called honey buns it's great it's a thing it's appropriate but mm-hmm. she's like honey bun what do you want and then she comes <laughs> back she's like um she's like my love what did you, what kind of gin did you say? And I'm like, I've already told her three times. Like, and then she comes back. She's like, sugar baby. Um, and I was like, are you kidding me? You just like, she ruined honey buns. I was like, all right, you're on the, maybe you can get away with that. But then she called me four pet names by the end of this martini. And I was so upset because it was so disingenuous. You know, it had nothing to do with her actually yeah. wanting to make me feel good. It was just this horrible LA actor disgustingness. I literally wanted to walk out. Yeah, I don't I don't want to get a honey bun if it's from, you know, behind some dead eyes. I, yeah. That's my point. It's really interesting. I but I'm with you. I I just when I go out, I want that feeling of like, ah, I want to get like a, that hug or not a hug, but almost like welcome to my place. Here's a nice comfortable thing. I want to give you a great experience. Sometimes the food doesn't even matter. I, I, I'm like, I sometimes will just go for the vibe. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's hard. It's, re- it's really a difficult challenge nowadays. Well, you could tell me what restaurant that was when we were off. Air. <laughs> <laughs> it was one I was going, I was going into it being like, this is going to suck. And it did suck. And it was, you know, whatever. I didn't know they had martinis at all time. 
<laughs> no, they just no. no they okay, just okay. Have <laughs> I would love to. I would love to play play guess this place, but we should not do that. No, we should not. Do, well, that's that's something that I've <laughs> I've thought about in my life as uh, as I've gotten older, and uh, you know, obviously not as famous as you are, but you know, a, a little bit of of recognition in the food world in LA about how I used to be so open about you know, maybe publicly talking shit on restaurants. Yeah. And I think as, as the years have ticked on, I've realized that it's just kind of a cruel thing to do. Yes. That doesn't really benefit anyone. And it's, it's, uh, I still haven't given up on trying to figure out how to openly talk shit on restaurants, but yeah, quarantine really threw a wrench in that operation for me. You know, it was hard <laughs> yeah. enough for, for them to just stay in business when they're good, let alone when they're bad. So yeah. I agree. If you find out a way to do it, let me know and vice versa. My thing is I, I post a lot of, on my Instagram and I only post places I love. Like the, the idea of putting more negativity into the world. And you're right. It's so hard for people just to maintain. I, I just feel like it's it's not a good idea. Although I ah. sat down and I started to write. <laughs> I've started to write letters to different places being like, Oh. It's you're you're horrible, but here's how you can change. You know what I mean? But yeah. then I'm like, oh, even that is like. No, I like where you, I like where your head's at because I, I think criticism done in the right way can be the difference between a you know a restaurant surviving you know by changing the air of their ways. Yeah, and if nobody tells you you guys are fucking up, then you're going to keep fucking up until you're selling your ovens on Craigslist because you went out of business. Right? <laughs> So I yeah, think, the, but yeah. then you know, halfway through your your letter to the owner of whatever, you're like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Yeah, I know. It's it's just yeah. It's like, how much time do you want to waste on that, or just kind of pivot and go somewhere else? All right, Eric. Well, what is what is one recipe that you would prescribe to us? You know, maybe one for me, one for Chris. So Chris is a novice, a, a vegan, vegetarian, wellness, health food, fitness freak who, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't eat any food except for gallons of water and go macro bars. <laughs> so what's a recipe you would you would suggest for him? And then, you know, you already know me. Yeah. Expert super taster. Uh, the list goes on. So, uh, what, you know, <laughs> all right. How would you work that out? Genius. You know, I, I do consider all the factors. We'll start with Chris. Uh, in the book, I have a whole uh, chapter called green foods and um, you know, most of it's vegetarian. The, uh, the first recipe is this crudite platter. And there's a story about a Marilyn Manson party that I went to in the book <laughs> and, and it deals with crudite. It's like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a long, long story. So you gotta buy the book, but that's what I would get for Chris. The, the, the art of buying some beautiful farmer's market mm-hmm. veggies, chopping them up, making a couple dippers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a crazy thing. Like that's that, what kind that, of dip is there? Are we doing green goddess? What's going on here? I'm doing, I, I do like, well, it's not vegan, but I do like a little uh, sour cream dip. So I do like chives and the straight sour cream. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I do like well this this one I call dill dipper. It's like Greek yogurt, flatly parsley. Mm-hmm. That's a fun uh, name. Dill sumac. Yeah, everything in the book has a little okay. cute names there, but also just I mean, little olive oil and salt on on like. A radish? Forget about oh, it. Oh, a buongiorno. You're in I, heaven. No, this is this is up my street. I love a vegetable. I want to feel like I'm an animal. 
You, you know what I mean? Eating yeah. just from the from the earth, sustaining yeah. ba- on only what I can get from the earth. Dude, me too. Yeah, for for people like us who maybe once it's time to when well, like when you're placed in front of a large bowl of snackers, yeah, your your brain kind of shuts off and you just keep shoveling whatever it is into your mouth. Yeah. Over again. I don't know yeah. if you guys can relate, but I'm guessing maybe. So yes. better to be some on Dave Spears than yeah. yes. you know than onion dip and and when wavy lace yeah so i put it in there i'm just like I, i'm just this freak for it especially like um the steakhouse when you get like even if, if it's kind of funny chopped up carrots and mm-hmm. and like a uh like a blue cheese dressing on i'm down oh, yeah. so for you jason i'm gonna i'm gonna prescribe you i have a ceviche with leche de tigre mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which you know is your peruvian ceviche i just feel like it's still hot summer mm-hmm. it's some nice white fish there's a couple ingredients you got to go to either a Mexican market or because there's really no Peruvian market. So I like the, the corn elements you'll need there and a chili, mm-hmm. but it's just a simple ceviche that I learned from my trips, my travels in, in Miami. I have a lot of, there's a lot of Miami transplants that I'm friends with out here and we always mm-hmm. have this. And the, 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 the actual broth is so energizing. And oftentimes in Miami, you'll do a shot of it as like, and like a Ooh. like a power up or an apertise. I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, it's like a lot of lime, a lot of like chili, cilantro. It's just like a super fresh, crazy thing that I was like super intimidated. It's like, how am I going to make a ceviche? Like that seems like something I cannot do. But I I, I have a some proving mm-hmm. friends that we kind of like reverse engineered this recipe and it's, it's amazing the, it's like a little like the hominy corn and, yes. and maybe like a habanero type of thing or scotch bonnet yeah like you can do yeah you can get the hominy corn you can even get um like corn nuts like there's two kinds of Ooh. corn like the hominy and the it's like called gancha the the peruvian style but you can also use corn nuts it's just heated up it's amazing do you know that one peruvian sauce that's made out of like mayonnaise and and yellow peppers? yes it's so God, I yeah love that. that and also their greens but a hot sauce is just like unbelievable mm. like it's like i love those flavors well thank you for potting with us yeah Eric. thanks for having me back to the links this was awesome so you said September 22nd. Is that when the book comes out? Yeah, September 21st, Foodheim. 21st. Okay. Foodheim, we could, maybe we can pre-order, pre-order online or something like that? Oh, definitely. Go to Amazon, just click pre-order, have it ready to, um, you're going to love it. You're going to cook every recipe, I think. Big talk. <laughs> you, getting getting Jason to pull the Allison Roman cookbook out of the kitchen is going to be tough, but I think you're the man for the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the new, new Bible, the new uh, food Bible. Here. Yeah, Molly Baz, right. who? Thank you, Eric. Yeah. All right. Guys. Later, Bye, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye. Bubble button, bubble, bubble.